Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and today we'll look at a very unique part of Japan's fashion culture, the Sukajan. Maybe you haven't heard of it, but you've definitely seen it. It's the Japanese embroidered bomber jacket. Canadian singer The Weeknd once said, For my generation, the bomber jacket is like a replacement for the suit jacket. It's a piece that men wear every day, and it's something I would wear for any occasion. True enough, this style of outerwear has been blowing up the streets and Instagram feeds. And when fashion enthusiasts, and even those who are not, find themselves in Japan, snagging a Japanese bomber jacket is basically senseless. It's the perfect fashion souvenir. So in the next few minutes, we'll take a look at what it is, how it came about, and a quick guide to choosing one for yourself. So we'll get to the definition bit real quick here. If you've never heard of the term sukajan, maybe you know it by its alternate names. Does souvenir jacket or rebel jacket ring a bell? The Japanese bomber jacket is basically a type of outerwear, usually made of silk or kino in Japanese, that combines a typical varsity jacket style with dramatic embroidery of Japanese motifs, including tigers, eagles, and of course, sakura, cherry blossoms. Silhouette-wise, they're based on the classic American baseball jackets popularized by 1930s varsity teams. And Japan is quite obsessed with baseball, so it's no surprise that this style of clothing caught on. You probably would have seen this sukajan if you've watched the 2011 film Drive with Ryan Gosling. With Ryan Gosling donning a similar style, a white silk quilted bomber jacket with embroidered golden scorpion on the back. This puffy and loose, ripped collared and cuff-sleeved cropped jacket with shishu embroidery is a fashion piece that's both a staple and a trend, casual and dressy. And actually, it's more than just that. It's a piece that retells your Japan experience. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kinu, silk. Sakura, cherry blossoms. Shishu, embroidery. So how did the sukajan came about and why is it so popular today? Like most popular fashion designs, sukajan has a long, rich cultural origin. In fact, just the name itself will give you a brief insight into where it came from. The term is believed to be a portmanteau. It combines the end half of the name of the naval base city, Yokosuka, with the first half of the Japanese katakana translation for jumper, which is janpa. Put it all together and you get sukajan. Let's travel back in time to the era of World War II. Yokosuka, in Kanagawa Prefecture of Japan, was the first few naval bases in Japan. American GIs are basically the original creators of this distinctive embroidered style. In fact, there was one specific American serviceman who started it all. When it was around the time the occupation drew to a close, he had the brilliant idea of taking his normal bomber jacket to the local tailor to have it embroidered, converting something that was regarded as a symbol of war into a priceless souvenir. His fellow servicemen followed suit as soon as they laid their eyes on this creative beauty. The original sukajan combined the two kuni, countries, symbols like cherry blossoms and dragons and geishas and eagles. These motifs, to this day, remain as common designs on sukajan. What's not as common nowadays is to see maps as motifs. Back in the day, some American soldiers did request to have them embroidered to commemorate their time there. As each soldier has their own experiences infused in their bomber jacket design, authentic and hand-sewn sukajan never had two of the same styles. More and more American soldiers wanted to bring back this one-of-a-kind souvenir to the US, as gifts or even to sell. The demand for these unique Japanese bomber jackets boomed, and the Japanese tailors had to be crafty. 
they pieced together leftover parachute silk with other fabrics to feed these demands. As the sukajan was getting more and more popular, or ninki, in America, Japan was adopting the American prep style during the 1950s to 1970s. This whole fascination with American clothing and pop culture is known as the Ametora effect. Publications like Popeye magazine influenced local trends and those who were looking to westernize their fashion style. Bad boy icons like James Dean and Marlon Brando were all the rage in Hollywood, and kimonos were being swapped with biker jackets. Back in the day as well, some took on the sukajan as an alternate wear and a way of making a statement, a defiant one. Just like how the sharp perfected leather jacket acts as a symbol of rebellion in the US, Sukajan rapidly became associated with Japanese gangs like Yakuza and juvenile delinquents like the Yankee subculture. Hence the name Rebel Jacket. So as you can see, the Sukajan is not just a fashion statement, it has its own history. Now for a quick vocab recap. Janpa, jumper. Kuni, country. Ninki, popular. Ametora, fascination with American clothing and pop culture. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? The Sukajan came a long way from a mere souvenir jacket to a symbol of rebellion, and now a fashion trendo trend. While it has remained in Japan as an iconic fashion clothing piece, the rest of the world didn't really know what Sukajan was. Even in America, the souvenir jacket began to fade after the war. It wasn't until the mid-2010s did the Sukajan see its revival outside of Japan. I'd say we have Ryan Gosling to thank for that. Other Hollywood celebrities like Drake and Kanye West also added the iconic Japanese souvenir jacket to their wardrobe. And fashion magazines like Men's Wear Style declared the silk bomber jacket to be a defining fashion item. Luxury brands like Louis Vuitton and Saint Laurent incorporated silk bomber jackets featuring floral motifs into their collections. Streetwear brands, too, didn't pass on the chance to be in the loop with this timeless style. Adidas and Converse were quick to release their own rendition of souvenir jackets by incorporating the style of prints onto, their f by incorporating the style of prints onto other fashion pieces like kutsu, to mean shoes or sneakers. We have to admit, Sukajan went from an item with a purpose to now holding mainstream appeal and becoming a worldwide, or sekai tekini in Japanese, fashion trend. Its journey is quite extraordinary, and personally, I see no limit to the reaches of this Japanese bomber jacket. Here's a quick vocab recap. Turendo, trend. Kutsu, shoes or sneakers. Sekai tekini, worldwide. Sekai means world. Okay, now that you're covered with the origins and evolution of the Sukajan, it's time to briefly guide you through picking one for yourself when you get the chance to travel or live in Japan. There are so many questions to ask yourself. Do you want a new one or a vintage one? Do you want to customize or get ready-made? 
Do you want silk or are you not bothered by the fabric? If price is an issue and you're on a budget, or not willing to spend a lot for one, then that factors into the type of sukajan you can get. Vintage ones are not only harder to preserve, but they also do get pricey. Ready-made ones that aren't silk are probably the cheapest of them all. Be prepared, regardless of what type of sukajan you're getting, there's one common clothing care you need to be aware of. Hand wash to prevent the embroidery from fraying. Now, picking a style for your sukajan is a tricky part. There are so many designs that you won't even be able to decide. So take note of a few specific details I'll mention in the next few minutes that you may want in your sukajan. The first thing you probably will think about is the colour. Do you want a classic black one with the embroidery standing out more? Or one that's generally popping out, with the embroidery and jacket colour coherent to each other? Bright colours are harder to match, and muted ones are more flexible. Another thing you should keep in mind is that if you're looking for a more durable sukajan to wear in the winter, you want a thicker one with a zip-in lining where you can add an extra layer of warmth. Keep in mind that the Japanese bomber jacket is more of a style-over-substance kind of thing in general, so practicality isn't really prioritised. And then comes the embroidery. I believe this is the trickiest part of them all. Do you want a cleaner look with less embroidery or more? Similar to colours, less embroidery means easier to match, and vice versa. Also, the more embroidery, the warmer the jacket becomes. So that's a good point to keep in mind. Then comes the actual embroidery motif itself. Do you want an animal design or floral nature ones? Think about the kind of vibe your own personal style gives off, and then pick a motif from that. Now the next bit is styling your sukajan, which is something you don't find a guide on online quite often. There are so many ways to style a sukajan, depending on the type you have, as well as your own personal style. Traditional sukajan is meant to fit a bit snugger than other jacket styles. The cuff should end right where your wrist is, and the hem ends just below the waist. If you're planning to wear sukajan for winter, you might want to get one that's made for it and bigger in size, so you don't look like an overstuffed teddy. Otherwise, a single layer of shirt underneath is the best for this bomber jacket. The embroidery, regardless of whether it's a big chunk or just a small motif, will be the main feature of the look. We don't want to detract attention from the beautiful craft, do we? We also don't want to over-accessorize the look, so I'd advise to stick with a simple t-shirt, jeans and sneakers to match with the sukajan. Or if you're a tad more adventurous, bump up from sneakers to boots and match your colours to the popping colours of the embroidery. Even more adventurous? Go all out and mix match prints. If you do it right, it'll look like you just walk out of a fashion magazine. The sukajan isn't just a fashion piece. Its history and cultural essence is embedded in every stitch. After this episode, aren't you interested in getting one for yourself? And what kind? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, we'll be walking you down in the avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!